Hello, everyone. Good evening. I hope everyone has had a great day so far. It's about to get a whole lot better. I am your host, Emily Kroll. I'm the Gaming Strategic Marketing Manager over at Lenovo Legion, and I'm so excited to be joined today by Kathy G. She is the Competition Operations Coordinator for the Call of Duty League. Kathy, hey, how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, excited to talk. Excited to have you. Um, let me introduce the stream and then we will get to your intro. Um, so for this Q&A, we will be pulling questions from our TSMU Discord. So if you have a question for Kathy, head to discord.gg TSMU and ask your question in the Ask Stream Questions here channel. Once you've asked your question, join the Waiting Room Voice channel to wait to be selected to join us on the show. You may also submit text questions in that channel. So, Kathy, while people get their questions in, why don't you let us know a little bit about yourself and what you do in your role? Sure. I mean, I'll just go through a short, brief history of what I've done over the years. So, um, my bread and butter used to be collegiate. I started with Usually Esports my freshman year, acting as league team manager. I was also doing tournament administration with Collegiate Star League at the time. After that, I moved up to assistant director and eventually director for UC Esports. Um, between then and now, I've done odd jobs like events and social marketing intern at uh, Immortals. I've done um, tournament administrating for TESPA, which is now Blizzard Collegiate. And then from Blizzard Collegiate, I moved to a role, a full-time role with um, Call of Duty League at Activision Blizzard. So right now I work as a coordinator on competition operations. So I'm kind of like a glorified tournament administrator. Um, <laughs> I do everything that I used to do before. So managing brackets, um, running tournaments, or now this one big tournament, which is called Duty League. And I also design, help design the competitive season, plan for future, and kind of do everything around that. And I really love my job. Um, it's really great because I travel a lot or, and I will travel a lot next year with um, the new season and COVID restrictions kind of dying down. Um, we did a lot of online play this year, so it was a lot of like Zoom meetings and sitting in my chair for eight hours as the pros play their games. So yeah, um, besides work, I'm still a student at UCLA. I'm graduating this quarter, so December, with a degree in economics, hopefully if I pass <laughs> all these classes. Um, and besides that, in my free time, I'm a big foodie. I cook a lot. I read manga. I read books. And I travel a lot. Yeah. Wow. Amazing intro. I am, um, first of all, like, <laughs> thank congratulations you. on your graduation. Very thank exciting you, thank you. for you. And goodness, you are just such a perfect candidate to have here on the show because you have such amazing experience in collegiate esports and then transitioning into like the professional and corporate side of the world. So I can't wait to dig into that with you and everyone make sure that you've joined the Discord. It's uh, discord.gg slash TSMU and get your questions in for Kathy because this is a really awesome opportunity for you all to speak with her directly. So with that, Kathy, I'll, I'll dive into the first question. Um, Galaxy has asked, how is the environment in the Call of Duty League? Does it tend to get really heated at times? And what's your favorite manga right now? Um, questions. Um, for the COD League, it was definitely a um, like culture shock. So my main game used to be League of Legends. I worked on that game. I, I did like tournament administration for games like 
Starcraft 2 and like Fortnite and stuff. So when he when he kind of steps into the COD League scene, it's very different because there's a huge variety in one like range of ages. So people have been playing COD since they were children or like teenagers, and now they have children that are playing the new CODs as it comes out every year. So when you get to those like ma- they're called majors, which are the tournament series. When you get to the majors, like I saw people from like 50 to like 12, and you rarely see like younger people, and and it's really strange because I don't want to say strange, but it's it's like hype and also unfamiliar to me. People will like storm the stage, like when their team's winning, like when Optic was winning, and like when this when another team was doing a big comeback, people were really like. We were in that we were like us tournament administrators were in the back like Shh, like do we need to call security because people were standing at the stage like yelling and like getting hype and it's just so different because like um have you ever been to LCS before the arena like watched a live game I have people people like sit down and they they like golf yes. clap you know <laughs> very yeah, they they're very calm like they're like yeah yes but like there's no there's not that like excitement and like true like um like obsession with the team that i think cod has because of their history especially like optic fans and then now like phase fans um phase response so they probably have a bunch of new fans but yeah there's it's definitely like a really it is a heated environment for sure and it goes both ways like the the comebacks are really amazing to watch um but it is kind of like sad to see when like optic loses and like everyone like walks out of the arena because <laughs> there's so many optic fans so um the pros themselves are are definitely very passionate um but so far they've all been super respectful too so there have been no problems with like the passion um and then the second question favorite manga right now is definitely um oshi noko i'm not pronouncing it right but it's basically a genre bending like dark manga about twins that are reborn and try to find um vengeance for their mother's death who was a famous pop idol yeah really strange but really interesting a lot of twists yeah Um, yeah really good love the pop idol twist at the end it's like a little bit of like hannah montana but gone wrong going on yeah (laughs) awesome well you touched on this a bit in your intro um but the next question is what's your background in so i want to kind of expand that to um tell us a little bit more about your experience in collegiate esports um and then your transition into the professional world yeah 100 um i've always been super ambitious and also like the flip side of that is very like anxious about um like getting jobs securing like my professional future that kind of thing so like freshman year um i'm like taking like five classes and also working a part-time job and then also working with uc esports and like running like planning scrims as a manager um so i'd say like i've always tried to do the most possible in collegiate esports and that's turned out really well for me in some ways, but also like some regrets. Like I wish I spent more time, like just like enjoying my time with collegiate because like looking back on it, there's such like a community and like 
um, like a shared passion that is, even though you think it would be the same, like working full-time jobs like we do, it's not the same in the sense like you are like the same age, you are a community, you are studying together, you see each other in class, before class, during class, and like hang out and go to dinner. Like there is that sense of like fun um, and like excitement that sadly is like missing a bit and that's just like natural like as you you know like are in college um so I definitely miss that and my background's kind of I started in team management and that was kind of my goal I want to be a team manager for like LCS team um but I kind of discover that team management is glorified babysitting um, and not the sense that the team managers aren't great, like they do so much. They're so talented. You have to be super organized and you have to have a lot of connections. You have to keep track of every player. Um, but you don't really get that overall, you don't get like much control over things besides that. Like you can mm-hmm. take care of everything outside the game, but you kind of hit a ceiling where there's of things that you can do as a team manager. And, you know, I still think sometimes, like, about going back to that because I do think it's really rewarding because you deal so much with the players. You know, you're there for their losses and their wins and, like, their struggles. Um, But for me, I kind of realized, like, I wanted to be more involved with the bigger picture, which is Mm -hmm. just just not part of the job description, like, as a team manager. Um, Or it, it it wasn't, like, now. Um, so I kind of looked into things like like events. Um, that's why I did Immortals. I didn't really like it that much. I still gravitated back to like the competitive side. Um, so that's when I started focusing more on like competitive operations, which is very similar to team management, but just like on a bigger scope. You are managing all the players basically in the tournament. Um, so I I think the job that kind of like kicked everything off for me in in that role is working with Tespa at Blizzard. Um, so that was like an interesting intersection between collegiate and like um, non-collegiate jobs because yes, I was working on collegiate things, but Blizzard itself is not a collegiate company, obviously. And um, with Tespa, there was definitely a, a more like organized and professional work like um style versus like things i've worked on in the past is kind of like oh here's this thing like we want to do this blah, blah blah but when i came to tespa they have like literal like guides of like how to do things they have like faqs for the employees there was like three weeks of training or more so it was really great and i kind of learned a lot and started making more connections in that way yeah yeah wow so if you could give one piece of advice like from your collegiate experience to corporate companies and vice versa like what what do you think is missing in each space what could each professional versus like amateur slash collegiate what could they learn from one another mm-hmm. um for collegiate i definitely think um in most clubs there is not enough focus on the professional development aspect of it i think they tend to get a little too focused on managing, like getting through the day kind of thing. Like, oh, we need to do this this week. And then we kind of like fail in um, getting that professional development side. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it's like not super necessary because everyone, I'm, I guess I'm in privilege to say this, but like everyone I've ever met in UCLA esports that wanted to work in esports now has like a deep, like a very good internship or job, which is crazy because like that's that's not usually how it works. Like people work yeah. hard and they still can't like get achieve their dreams, but like everyone's doing great. And I think that's a lot to do with like personal passion and all that. But, you know, having actual avenues for that and directly like if collegiate orgs can make that first step to connect like companies to their students instead of leaving that as like a uh, kind of like an extracurricular, like non-club thing, like go do yourself. Like that is the next step in um, like making collegiate a viable pathway to like um full-time jobs for sure and for full-time jobs um it's hard to say because you know i've only been working with cdl for about i don't even know less than six months i think nearing six months and most of that is remote so i'm kind of this weird like space of yes i'm doing this job but i've only met my coworkers like like for like one two events and then even then I haven't met most of them so yeah 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 it's tough right now to be in this environment where everybody is remote and everybody's trying to connect virtually um so gosh I hear you there there's so many team members of mine that I haven't been able to meet yet so it's yeah. uh, yeah yeah it's it's definitely a different environment when you're able to devote all of your time and energy to the collegiate environment and just be immersed in that uh, versus being immersed in like the you know full-time job professional world mm-hmm. yeah well it's, uh, the next question is how did you translate your background into a job at call of duty league i feel like you you kind of went over that um in your transition but there is there any other context that you would like to add yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think the most important thing is that, like, when I applied to this job, I thought there was no chance I was ever going to get it. And I felt bad. So, like, what I did was I saw the job posting. I reached out to someone I kind of worked with at Blizzard, at TESPA, um, that was above me. And I kind of asked him to go through my resume and refer me. And so we did that, and I kind of felt, I remember feeling bad, like, oh my god, like, I'm wasting his time, like, like I'm not gonna get this, like, it's a full-time role, I was still in college, right, or still am, um, and I just thought there were so many other people that would be way more qualified than me, um, and then I got the interview, and then it went really well, and then he, the recruiter, reached back out to me, he was like, um, we're gonna move you straight to, like, the next round, because, um, blah blah and then I would talk to my current boss Alex Penn um, and he liked my interview so much that I was like basically um, the career told me basically like I moved straight to like the next final round kind of thing nice. um, so it was really crazy because uh, if I had just assumed that they would never want to employ me because I was a full-time student um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here but you know I you you don't get what you don't ask for and mm-hmm. so you know after the interview i was like yeah so just like a disclaimer i am still finishing up finishing up school um so i would need flexibility on that and they're like yeah of course like there's no problem at all um which was crazy because it it is a full-time job but we just worked it out right. 
Um, I think a lot of students are hesitate to apply for things that they don't think they qualify for, like the requirements, like little bullet points. They read through that and they're like, oh, yeah, eh, yeah no, and they, they don't do it. But I don't think I, I didn't match like every bullet point exactly. And I know like other people that applied for the job, this, this job I have, and they know so much more about COD than me. But like what? my boss was looking for was not like another person that knew everything about COD because they already have that, but they're looking for someone with like a new fresh perspective that like knew, like was a tournament admin and could deal, do all the competitive things, but not necessarily like someone that was so steeped in the COD culture because they have those experts and they need other perspectives. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if I had just assumed that like, I needed to be perfect for the job, then I would never have gotten it. So yeah, I think that's really important because that's something like I struggled with. Like looking back on it, there's probably so many other jobs that I should have applied for, but did not. And I'm I'm really glad that I took the chance for this one. So like definitely just want to encourage other people to just just send in the application. It takes like 30 minutes, and it will never be like a. Uh, a harm to you to try at least and even if they do not accept you for that position i have friends who have gone interviews for other positions that were not even released just because their application was in the pool exactly. um, yeah and then even like offer jobs for other things because they're like oh we hired internally for this job but you're perfect for this job like do you want it wow. so yeah it's just about like taking that chance for sure yeah, wow, that's like a fairy tale. And the imposter syndrome is so mm-hmm. real, so real. Sure. It's something that, you know, all of my colleagues that are young professionals, we we all deal with it. Like if somebody tells you that they don't have imposter syndrome, they're just lying. <laughs> it's something that we all kind of face at one point or another, or sometimes at multiple points. Um, so with that, a follow-up I mean, gosh, you you handled it with such grace and and you faced the challenge and you submitted it and you got it. So what is your best advice for combating imposter syndrome or just kind of handling thinking or that that nagging thought that you're not going to get it or that you might not be good enough? Like, how do you overcome that? Um, Good question. I would love someone else to answer that for me, too, (laughs) because I definitely (laughs) deal with it every day, especially because so I'm 20 years old and I think the youngest coworker I have is like 26 or like 27. So like there's definitely like a really big cultural disconnect as yeah. well as like I feel like sometimes like I'm a little kid like hanging out like kind of thing, which is dumb because like I like I literally like run the games and, and they put so much, my coworkers put like so much trust and like faith in me to do like a really important job um and i kind of just you know just do the best i can like even with all those doubts i still like just try my best and you know lean on people to like kind of get some reassurance sometimes because even though people some people say like oh you know you don't need to like to get validation from other people so kind of sometimes do like just want like you know that reassurance that validation that like they do recognize your your performance and even um one thing that i'm going to do is kind of i get feedback from my manager all the time i ask for feedback and um it's kind of 
like asking for validation in a but in a professional way so like after my first major i i met with my manager one-on-one and asked him like what do you think my performance like is there anything i can improve and i only got positive feedback so obviously i must have done something right (laughs) so yeah that's basically that's mostly how i deal with this kind of getting feedback and just working through it Awesome. That's great advice. Thank you for sharing. Um, Goodness. Wow. The questions have been rolling in. Um, So how did you land your first job in the industry? And what do you uh, do you have any advice for others trying to land their first job? You kind of touched on this, so might be a a quick one, but did want to make sure to ask it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say my first like real position was with UC Esports. I interviewed as a team manager and I got that position um, mostly because I had volunteer experience in high school. So I ran cash prize tournaments as a tournament administrator. I was a community manager for a very big discord. Um, So that was just good experience overall. And um, I'd say to anyone with that's looking to do like collegiate and has free time, just volunteer. Uh, volunteer for things like the like flower fest and all the things that like the socal schools do those big lands like they're always looking for people to help so um just get your hands dirty and and volunteer um for my first real paying job which is with collegiate star league um that was not a great experience um like at that time the hiring practices were kind of like not great but um it was kind of just like applying what you've learned i mean that's really obvious but like um in interviews i'm really focused on giving examples versus like being very abstract um if you can always if you can point to something you did and quantify that is always better than saying like oh i i'm like a good i'm good at organization versus i organized xyz yeah exactly yeah. Wow. Amazing. And in that same kind of realm there. Um, oh, no, I lost my question. Um, in that same kind of realm, like, how would you recommend making connections in that space? Like, how do you recommend networking and getting to know people and taking those first steps to build connections with others that are in the industry? I honestly not the best person to ask because I really or i struggle with networking um all the people that i have connections with i've met through working with them or um in ways that were not like meant to be networking um basically just like meeting and you know sharing passion and like chatting um i'd say the only time i really made that push for networking was and which got me my immortals job was i was at a viewing party for LA Valiance and I saw that some of the LA Valiance staff had showed up so I mean at this time I was in my sophomore year and you know as a college student you have leeway to be kind of cheeky in a sense so I literally walked up to them I said hey um like I love the events I am looking for work this summer do you have any internship spots opening up um, you know, I'd be happy to help in any way. Like I've done X, Y, Z before. And then they asked for my email. I emailed them, got an interview, then yeah, it's got it. So kind of just like putting yourself out there, even embarrassing yourself a bit is like necessary. 
um like i'm not definitely not the kind of person to like just walk up to random people and like like proposition uh so weird for to say it but like <laughs> yeah. like propose like um like an internship or like a job opportunity but it's kind of necessary when you're still starting out i say like now yeah. like as someone that has worked with college collegiate esports for so long i don't feel the need to like do that but mm-hmm. like for people that are starting out just like literally just like talking to anyone and everyone is the best way to go around it yeah absolutely i think you're a great person to ask that question too because a lot of it it's so cringy and it's so uncomfortable when you're like out of your way to network like it It does very obvious when people do that yeah exactly it does happen naturally and organically when you are just in a situation with someone and just having the um gumption or the you know (laughs) the outgoingness to just go up and say hi to people and chat share that passion with them it's it's absolutely a way of networking in itself so props for that you've you've essentially created like and had so much to do with these all these roles that you've gotten like you've been so proactive for yourself and and going and getting those things and it's it's really evident in gosh the way that you're explaining all of it it's really amazing thank you um so we have a a revamp is asking a question that i can weigh in on so what does your typical day-to-day look like at cdl and how did your sujita addiction start i did just try sujita recently which is which is why i can weigh in it was very very tasty but i too would like to know how your addiction start started (laughs) sujita and then what your typical day-to-day looks like at cdl yeah for sure um so at CDL, when I'm working remotely, so in between, so I say like my main job responsibilities happen when there are pro games going on. So when we're in season and there's our, there's majors or like championships. So during those games, what I will do is, um, for example, like during the major, we would get up at around 9, head to the arena around 9.30, 10. And then we would kind of like troubleshoot, um, test the PCs, make sure everything's running good until about 11. And then we start funneling players toward the stage. And then my responsibilities from then on is that I am literally the game admin. So I'm running the game that they're playing on. Um, when there's any issues, we have mic- uh, we have like packs that we're all, me, the refs, the other competition operations people are all connected on like mics. Um, so, for example, the ref will say to me, uh, like, scump screen just went black. Um, so I will be the one to make that split-second split decision. Do we restart the game? Do we do we wait it out? You know, is it the Activision, is it Activision Blizzard's responsibility? Um, and, like, would we give them points back or something? Or was it their, their fault? Um, and will they like get the loss for that game? That those kind of things, and then we will do that until like probably like six, seven, and then clean up. So that's like a regular day for games. Um, when I'm at home, it's pretty chill. I mean, everything it's you know Zoom. <laughs> um, I'll have wow. meetings throughout the day, and then um, just work on stuff in the meantime on my computer. I'm not I'm not chained to my desk, you know, there's no like mouse tracker kind of thing. I would hate I would die if that was a thing. So I, I'm not like chained to my desk, you know, I'll walk around, I'll like take breaks, etc. So it's, yeah, it's pretty chill. 
That's awesome. Um, did you, gosh, did you touch on the Sujita addiction? And I did see oh, I yeah. that the Sujita delivers, apparently. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten it many times. Um, Sujita is actually the first thing that I ever ate in LA before, when I came to UCLA. My sister took me. My sister actually works in esports, too. Um, she used to work at Blizzard on Hearthstone Esports, and now she works with Red Bull Gaming. Um, oh. Yeah, so... Yeah, she's my older sister. So yeah, she took me to Sujita and then just fell in love. <laughs> yeah. And I, I live and right near Sawtell too, so I, I go all the time. Nice, nice. I'm jealous. <laughs> I wish. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing your passion for Sujita with us and your typical day to day. It sounds like it can get really stressful, especially on game days. Yeah. You have yeah. So much power. <laughs> It is, um, it's definitely like mentally exhausting in the sense that, but when when I sit down in that chair to when I like get out of the chair, like I, I'm like focused on so many things. Like I'm tracking things on spreadsheets. I am making sure like there's no issues. I'm communicating. Another part of my job is that I communicate to broadcast. So I am the kind of the middleman between broadcast as they're ready to start. Um, I'm in the middle like seeing if the players are ready to start and I and I like communicate in both ways um so it's it's really mentally taxing in the sense that like you're just always on like always thinking always paying attention to something um there's also no such thing as if if I'm the only game admin so sometimes I'll have someone else with me but if I'm the only game admin I am sprinting to the bathroom in between games people are bringing me lunch to my my desk that kind of thing yeah that's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, you can bring me lunch. Um, <laughs> while everyone else is uh, just dreaming about uh, Sujita and what they're going to eat for dinner, I do just want to plug the questions again. Again, everyone, if you have a question for Kathy, please head to discord.gg TSMU and ask your question in the Ask Stream Questions Here channel. Once you've asked your question, join the waiting room voice chat to be selected to join us on the show. So. Remember, you can join us. We would love to hear from you and also ask te- text questions. Um, but with that, Kathy, we'll jump right into the next one. Um, and I think you just touched on this as well, um, especially regarding how fast paced your job can be. But what are some of the most challenging aspects of your job? It's definitely like um, the thing that comes to my top of my head first is like keeping track of so many moving things um there's like just a constant like tug of war between broadcast and competition operations because what broadcast wants is to retain viewers they they don't want pauses they want to keep the show going they want to you know like have like casters like talking keeping people entertained while competitions operations the only thing that we should be caring about is the competitive integrity so there's there's just a constant like push and pull like obviously we're all working towards like creating one product um but it's like just a balancing act and i'm kind of the one balancing you know how can i want to make sure the show runs smoothly and we start as soon as possible but without creating like um issues on the player end like if i am pushing them to start and they're not ready to start and you know they're not able to like 
start the game or you know they need to go to the bathroom and I, I don't catch that you know that's on me that and that's my responsibility to make sure like everything just meets in the middle um so that's definitely stressful um I think another aspect is uh it's more of a personal thing but like working for Activision Blizzard is definitely a change for me in a sense that's much more corporate um yeah. previously I've worked with like Immortals which was an an org so it's definitely a different feel and then Tespa was kind of self-contained but now working with COD League it's like I'm in the Activision Blizzard, Blizzard space and it's just like the way people talk in meetings is different you know they they like like let's circle back on that <laughs> that kind of thing um and and like there's like a you know for someone like i have i i wouldn't say like social anxiety i wouldn't say that but like i i definitely pay attention a lot to like what i should the way i should act and um like self a little too self-aware on that and like in the corporate space there is definitely like a set expectation of the way you should be talking um, and the way you communicate things, and the way you act towards your your coworkers, and that's just it's like a bit hard for me to navigate. You know, as a twenty year old, as someone that's not worked in corporate anymore uh, before, and then as well as like being online, you don't have like the facial cues, um, right. like um, body language cues that you'd get. Um, so it's difficult to kind of do what's expected in a sense. Um, I think it's like a very uniquely a corporate thing that I've never dealt with before, you know, as like a student or person. Yeah, I'm really glad that you touched on that. And I appreciate your honesty, because absolutely, that's something that I faced as well coming into the corporate world. And granted, I did not do it nearly as soon as you did. And I was very much out of college by the time I got into this world. But it's, it's a totally different culture. It's totally different set of expectations in a way that even in a virtual environment, you need to conduct yourself as a corporate employee. Um, So it can be really daunting and intimidating to come in from a super fun, fast-paced collegiate environment where all of your peers are knowledgeable, passionate about gaming, and you can just do that and have fun together. And then coming into a business environment where what you love, the game, is what makes the money and how you all are, you know, bringing home your paychecks at the end of the day and you need to ensure that everything goes well. Um, So I I can absolutely relate to you on that. Um, It does get easier if I can give any piece of advice from me on this one. It does get easier to navigate and learn the circle back buzzword. (laughs) Take it offline. There are so many. There's oh, it's like I'll give you 15 minutes or like three minutes back of your time when the meeting ends early. It's like, why do they yeah. always have to say it after every single meeting? It's like yeah, let me give you back five minutes. Thank after you so everyone, much. you have to know exactly down to the minute how many you're getting back. Yep. <laughs> oh man, it's all it's just funny, but I'm really appreciative of your honesty because it it is a big thing coming in um, to this environment. So. Yeah, gosh, I hear you on that being a challenge. But okay. on the flip side, what do you like most about your job and the work that you're doing? What do you find the most enjoyable and fulfilling? Um, definitely like being at the show, being at the land, and putting that on is really fulfilling. I think. Um, so in the last major, or I forgot if it was championships or majors, but a team made a best of seven 
reverse sweep. Um, so they lost the first three and proceeded to win the next four in a row. I think it was best of nine, actually. Yeah, best of nine, which is insane. Um, wow. It, it like the it the just like the fact that I got to run those games and produce those games. Um, it's really it's really rewarding to see like how many people like love what like enjoy watching, enjoy experiencing, you know, at the events. Um, even though it's a little scary when they get so hyped and they start like running at the stage, it's also like just rewarding to see like how much they love what we are producing. So yeah, yeah. it's a really rewarding part. Um, I also do enjoy like how nerdy some of my coworkers get. Um, so for more context, I work on I work in a very small team, the competition operations team, and that's part of the larger like Call of Duty League product. So besides that, there's like other a lot of other teams. But in my small team, which is about five people, they're all very knowledgeable about tournament administration and like um that like competition operations. And it's really fun to just like talk about that kind of stuff with them, you know, ideate on like diff what what like tournament structures like um most optimal and all that nerdy stuff and it's cool to have people that are so smart and like knowledgeable about this specific thing and like we're able to kind of work on all that together yeah absolutely it's so nice to be like surrounded by your peers with the same interests yeah well at your job how do you stay organized and do you have any organizational programs, processes, tools that you use, and any advice on how to use them? Um, I'd say uh, it's hard to answer that because when we are running the games, we have a like set um, workflow, and that is the organization because I know exactly what I am doing next. I have like a document that. I have, like, literally step one, like, one, I do this, two, I do this. When someone else, when broadcast tells me this, I do this next. Um, so that helped me keep, that keeps me organized, obviously, because I know exactly what I'm doing next. Um, besides that, I'd say it's not, it's, organization is not a big part of my job, because I, my manager kind of does delegation all that so it's not a big part of my job i say more so i deal with that when i'm balancing my schoolwork and and work so um i have to make sure that my classes don't um interfere with my important unmissable meetings i work on school i i'm not the best to ask that question i saw someone talked about like how i balance that because I'm kind of that kind of student that studies like three nights before and gets an A. Um, so I'm sorry, I I can't really help with that. Uh, what I do is I do keep a full calendar of every assignment that's coming up. In instead of keeping separate class calendars, I found that's really helpful to have one aggregated one so you always know what's coming up. Um, I also take less classes, and that's really important because I know people. People will know who I'm calling out, but like take hella classes and then they also do like internship and then they also do their school org. And like, I feel like when I did that freshman year, my grades tanked and I had less of a social life. So it's definitely like picking and choosing what you can handle. Like I knew I could handle this because all my classes are online and I can 
code to work things. Um, and I can work out like the tests. But when you're taking in-person classes, you do need to either cut down a what how many classes you're taking or take on like a less demanding job. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people that are very passionate about esports, especially in collegiate, tend to aim for the stars and do everything they possibly can. And when you do that, there is a big chance, like a risk that you don't want to take of, you know, failing in like one part, like one section of the, of your life. Right. What's so interesting about gaming and working in gaming is that myself, you, everyone else that I have met in this industry, we are all so passionate about games and we want gaming to be a part of our everyday lives to where we want to like pursue a career in gaming but then what you love so much what you're so passionate about doing and especially in terms of like entertaining yourself like it becomes work and it becomes part of your job so do you find that you know working in all the different roles that you've had do you find that it has like taken any of the fun out of gaming or you can still like kind of disconnect and still play other titles or even the title that you work on every day like what's that relationship how has your relationship with gaming changed i'd say when i'm at my most stressed i do stop gaming um but i am an avid league of legends player i i grind solo queue i'm trying to reach diamond again this season and i play a lot so nice. i don't advocate for that but um it's interesting because for me, when I like when I worked, I don't play COD multiplayer myself, which is what which is what COD League is. Um, I played Warzone, but they do like multiplayer for the competition. And when I was at like the show, the LAN, like watching the pro games made me want to play multiplayer, um, which I'd never I was never interested before. But like seeing the pros play it, seeing everyone so hype, seeing the community, it, it drew me like closer to the game itself. So I, I don't I don't experience I know some people they like tend to like want to like not deal with the game they work on, like outside of work hours, but for me it's still like a very like big part of my life as a hobby. So for me it's like a I play a lot too much, in fact. I can definitely relate can't even tell you how many hours I logged this weekend <laughs> nor would you like to hear it um gosh so what is the best advice that you have for students trying to get involved in esports right off the bat like let's say they're not even involved at all oh yeah for sure um I think the most important thing is putting yourself out there and finding work to do whether that's paid or not um, in a perfect world, all opportunities would be paid, but unfortunately, that's just not how it is. Um, and working on collegiate events is a really great stepping stone to um, internships because there are, I don't know how many people I've talked to or see in esports that want to do esports as a career, but have little to no experience besides being passionate about it, which is great, but that that's not going to get you any paying positions so working on things like um summer splash like those kind of big lands volunteering for them they're always looking for new people to help so literally just volunteering and like finding your own project that you can say that you did 
is the best thing to do. For example, like for me, um, I, at at Tespa, I was I helped like develop um, the first ever se- competitive season for Hearthstone Battlegrounds. So wow. that involved like a uh, designing like the structure as well as point format and like the basically everything like the foundation of everything. Um, so that was something really good. People like because companies love to see when you have your something that you can put your name on. And so like I did that. You know, it's great to say like oh I helped with the league team. You know, I um, helped with etc. You know, assisted. But when you can say like I ran this, I built this from the ground up. That's probably like the biggest um, thing that a lot of people are looking for for in interns because they want to see you um, kind of being like being able to build things and having like that drive to do it is also like really big. So I'd say you need to find something like to put your name on, kind of. Yeah, that's totally in line with advice we've gotten from other TSMU guests. It's far and above the best thing you can do for yourself is having something to point to, having some kind of a portfolio, so to speak, even if that's, you know, a a virtual portfolio, of course, um, or just a list of stuff that you've done. If it's not like a tangible product or, you know, a final art piece or something like that. Um, having examples to call out in your interviews like you did when you interviewed with Activision Blizzard is just something so great that will help you to actually land that role. Thank you for the advice. Totally would agree. Um, Next question. Actually, we have two more questions from Revamp. Um, They ask, was there a turning point that made you decide, I want to get into esports? Yes, um, I wouldn't say it's like one singular point, but kind of like thinking in high school, like, um, like as a Chinese, like as a Asian American, like I'm kind of, I was kind of given the options of like being a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer, and I was like kind of like debating between all three, and I kind of just thought like, what do I enjoy doing every single day, and I could see myself continuing to do. In the future and for me that was playing video games so i kind of looked into what opportunities i had there um and then i just started doing it so i started like running competitions um myself and when i got into ucla uh the first thing i did was message the ucla esports like facebook group and ask like do you have positions opening up like that kind of thing um and i had kind of like a um like quarter life crisis like a year ago because I started thinking like is esports right for me like is this just like a hobby versus something like I want to dedicate my life to and I wouldn't say like there's one turning point there where I was like yes for sure this is like my path but you know I enjoy what I do every day I get paid well and I meet a lot of great people from it um, so yeah, that for me, that was enough to say like, yes, this is what I want to do. Nice. I love to hear that. Revamp has asked a second question. How do you balance your studies and your full-time position? Were there days that you would solely focus on academics or days that you would fo- solely focus on CDL? 
Um, good question. I, yes, to the second part, there are some days where I literally can't think about school at all because I'm working from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. But for example, like during champions, sorry, no, during major, the last major I worked at, um, I would get off work at like 8 p.m. and then I would go, I went back to my hotel room and then I worked on like a data report for the next three hours until I went to sleep. So there's like a balance there. I think I've um, gone good at what I said before, kind of knowing what my limits are. So I'm only taking two classes to finish things off. I took three classes in the summer and I took I take less classes than my peers, um, but uh, I'm also like doing way more on, on the side than them. So I don't feel like, like, in my early years, like freshman and sophomore year, I did try to like do too much in the sense that I was taking four or five classes and then doing all the other things and my grades would suffer from that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just work towards finding that like work-life balance. Um, and I'm kind of blessed in the sense that like it is remote, <laughs> so I can work on things when I need to. I don't think I would have been able to handle the job if COVID and quarantine did not happen because um, if I need to go to school, go to class every single day, um, then there's no way I could run the matches on Thursday and Friday morning, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah my gosh. Silver linings, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. That's great to hear. And it's I'm sure that you're relieved to be graduating and finishing soon. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited for sure. A little more personal time back for focusing on some games. <laughs> Climbing that solo queue. Okay. I think this is our last question. What are some of the more important lessons that you've learned in your time in esports that you can share? Um, I think, you know, as a woman, it's definitely one thing that I've learned is finding people that you trust um i've met people that there's kind of like a um, stereotype what is stereotype but like a category of guy that works in esports which is like was not popular before suddenly works at riot or like at a cool company and now gets like clout from that and then turns around and like is like preys on young naive women that are very passionate about esports and would do anything to like get into the industry and kind of mm. befriend them. Um, I've seen that way too much, and like for me, like as someone that was like really desperate to get into esports, I met a lot of those kinds of people that would take advantage of your passion in in a way that like benefit them. So it's definitely mm. find people that you trust, and usually that will mean like other students people your age that like work with you on things that you know like from school or from work um kind of finding like your circle that you trust and you can lean on um besides that i mean like i mentioned before like enjoying your time in collegiate in college working with collegiate esports is so important because i do wish like i had like had more like leisure time and did not take on as much. I do think like I could have gone to where I am today without doing quite as much on the like 
extracurricular side. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I I do think like I I think I don't want people to see like my resume and think like oh my god I need to do that to right. get a full time job in esports because that is not the case at all. I know people that have done much less than me but have done exceptionally at the things that they did do, um, and gotten great jobs. It's less about quantity and more about quality for sure. I kind of push myself for both um, when I could have done just just focus on like doing a good job with the jobs that I did do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that, um, gosh, well, there's so many different hats that you are wearing on a day to day basis between your schoolwork and your involvement in um, UC Esports and your involvement at Activision Blizzard. So my gosh, I'm sure again that you're excited to retire some of those hats, but are there things that you will miss? Um, and even in regards to the like academics and learning and, and what you're doing on that side, like are you anxious to give some of it up or you're anxious to just move on? I think, you know, as someone that is pretty tired of testing i'm not i will not miss any of the academic part of school but i do i will miss kind of like that connection that you have to your your peers mm-hmm. um like being able to like go to club stuff i mean you still can in a sense but it's, it's different when you're not actually a student when you're not part of that community um and to clarify like i when i did accept the CDL job, I I gave up my directorship with UC Esports, um, and that's like another way of me like I knew I could not do all three, and right. I didn't want to. I knew like what would have had to suffer would be the directorship and UC Esports, so instead I'd rather pass pass on the position to someone else, which is Dylan, which is doing a great job. So really happy with that. Um, yeah. But yeah, like even now, like I'm still a student and I still like. Um, advise for UC Esports, but I, I'm i not, like, super involved before. I do miss, like, the events and, like, going out to dinner, um, connecting, like, after events, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, and I'm so excited to get back to the world of gaming events and live tournaments, as I'm sure you are, too. It'll be so fun, for sure. It really will. Well, Kathy, is there any any parting words that you have for the audience? I will wrap us up here in a moment, but I want to give you a chance to give any last words of wisdom, pieces of advice, shout outs. What do you got? Um, nothing really. I mean, if anyone wants, they can hit up my DMs and I can talk more about like specifics. Like, look at your resume. I'm always open to that because I remember how many people I bothered um, and <laughs> who helped me with all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I wouldn't be here without them. So I want to, like, I would, I'm super open to do, doing that for other people. And also uh, vote for Lauren Chen for, I don't even know what it is, for, like, the best intern or something. That's going on. The links are everywhere. Yeah. Oh, is it the Game Her Awards? I think so. Yeah. Nice. Okay, amazing <laughs> shout out. Also, vote for TSMU in the Game Her Award. They are nominated yeah. for another category, but amazing oh, yeah. shout out. And again, Kathy, thank you so much for joining us. It was a really a pleasure talking to you. Thank you to everyone for viewing, for listening, for joining, and for all of your questions. 
The next episode of our Q&A series is going to be happening next Wednesday, October 20th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Make sure that you follow the channel and ring the little bell so you know when we are live. Make sure you join the Discord as well. It is discord.gg slash TSMU. And thank you. Thank you again, Kathy. Thanks, Kathy. It was really fun talking to you. Bye, everybody. Yeah.